You're listening to The Local Maximum, episode 52. By the time this comes out, I will have finished my time at Foursquare, which is pretty hard to believe. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Clark. All right, welcome. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to The Local Maximum. I'm your host, Max Sklar, in today as my co-host. Again, we have Aaron. Aaron, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm, I'm on assignment out in the field here, but uh, other than that. Where, tell, <laughs> it's always fun when we're doing this from different places because it just shows the dedication that we're doing this from wherever we happen to be. Where are you today? Uh, I, I am recording from, uh, is this, I, I think it's, Squaw, was it the the Squaw Peak, Squaw Valley here in uh, in Arizona, just outside Phoenix. So I I, I don't okay. know what the the, okay. the neighborhood name is. I, I guess it is Squaw Peak. Well, I was in Arizona last year. It was it's hot down there, so that's a good thing because not not same for the rest of the country. I could tell you that much. It is um, very comfortable here, uh, perhaps yeah, unfairly yeah. so. Oh, that's a, you made the trek out there, so it's not unfair for you. Um, okay, so let's see. By the time this comes out, it will be February. No, fe- Friday is February 1st. So when this is, comes out, it will be already like February 4th, 5th. And oof, I, I announced it on the show last time, but by the time this comes out, um, I will have you know finished my time at Foursquare, which is pretty hard to believe. Um, it's... Uh, it's been an emotional roller coaster, I would say, over the last couple of months when you kind of transition out of a job that you've been in for seven and a half, almost eight years. So um, it's pretty, um, <laughs> it's been a pretty insane couple of weeks. So thanks for joining me today. Uh, I have some good, uh, I have some good guests in the pipeline, but uh, excellent. I, well, yeah, I, that, I've got to handle this transition first. That that home stretch is always tricky. You got to keep pushing through. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, by the time I, I have a couple, as we're recording, I have three more days, and I have a bunch of um, basically whiteboarding sessions to do where I go up and explain to everyone who's been there for six months or less everything that's going on, and I fill up an entire whiteboard with stuff, and there's a bunch of like equations and integrals and squares and arrows, and I'm like, and this is it, and I'm like, everyone get it? And you're know, like, eh, I don't know. They, they so haven't like, figured okay, out a way to just fine. pop you in the MRI, MRI and, and scan all that knowledge out of you yet. They need, they need to download my brain. Yeah, if I could do that, that would make things a lot easier. Yeah, well, I mean, they can put um, your brain in a jar, but uh, the, the yeah. side effects are somewhat severe. Yeah, well, the, the fun part is <laughs> it's going to be going through some of the old emails and stuff and kind of saving the ones that were, like, cute or funny and things like that. Maybe I'll share some of that. Um, and... Um, yeah, so this the beginning of this episode is going to be all about me. We're going to get into some of the uh, uh, some of the latest technology because last time we decided, remember, we decided to just complain about uh, Facebook and Google again. Yes, so yeah, we we punted time. all the uh, the CES discussion uh, and yeah. and instead had our our rant episode. Fun consumer electronics. We're going to talk about five G, what we can expect in the next couple of years. It's just, I would say, one piece in the puzzle when it comes to um, when it comes to kind of doing your your tech forecasting. Aaron, we'll get to you in a second. I haven't even mentioned your last name on the program. We're not going to today, but the day we do, you're going to submit a bio. You're going to do a whole. Uh, uh, nobody knows who you are yet. It's uh, it's uh, but it will remain a mystery. 
Okay, uh, well, I'll, right I'll get fingerprinted I, and have my mugshot taken a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess I'm just going to start by reflecting on my my time at Foursquare. I I've said that um, my career and the types of things that I'm I'm doing kind of go in two and a half year increments, um, and it's it's almost like clockwork. Every two and a half years, there seems to be some shift where the things that uh, are working for me in the previous period uh, don't work in the new period, and then in the new period, new doors open up and I start thinking a little differently. And it's not like, I mean, sometimes it's a little gradual, but there seems to be these like hard jumps right on the, right on the nose every two and a half years. And this is one of them. And Foursquare, like I said, I've been there seven and a half years. So it's been three periods at Foursquare. And I could trace this, um, this time schedule all the way back to like middle school. It's really interesting. Um, I, I was going to ask: but, Is is it uh, coincidental then that the tech retreat is on a uh, one and a quarter year cycle? Well, right. So the tech retreat, as you know, doesn't coincide with my big jumps, right? Because that's happening now. Although you, we you just could had say one that it, it uh, is it offset by it. by a very slight amount, that it is an immediate precursor. I, you know, I didn't plan it that way, but that's. That is uh, that is how how it has turned out. Um, so that is <laughs> that is very interesting. I didn't know that, um, but that that is how it turns out. Um, and so, yeah, if I could just talk about my three periods at Foursquare, and maybe I'll go back and, and mention the other ones too because it's it's actually interesting. So the, the first period at Foursquare was, you know, I had just got out of grad school and I just. You know, I'd been really, really excited about machine learning and natural language processing and applying it to recommendation engines. And I'm going to get to do that again. But this was the first time. This was like I was um, I was new at it. And the field was actually kind of new. I mean, the field of recommender systems goes back to the 2000s. But this was just 2011. So, I mean, not. I, I should point out, I've been to Rexis, I should say. Recommendation engines have been around for centuries. <laughs> but... The application as we know it today on the internet, an uh, online recommender system, like the massively multiplayer recommender system and the use of machine learning and the theory behind that and the Netflix prize and all that goes back to the mid-2000s. So this was really the first time to actually dig into one of those problems on a, on a personal basis. And I really got the opportunity to kind of to, to do it, to, to take that on on myself. And I'm very grateful for that opportunity because that... Um, you know, that uh, a lot of jobs are just like, okay, we have this product and we, we just want to kind of tell you what to do and you're not really solving interesting problems. And so the fact that I was able to find that while I was in grad school and really switch over to Foursquare in the summer of 2011 and really jump into that and jump into uh, Foursquare Explorer and jump into natural language processing and the tips and the tastes and jump into the venue rating systems. That was really, really cool. Um, and then jump ahead two and a half years later, right? Almost like clockwork. They announced at the end of the year, two things. One, they announced that the apps are being split up into Foursquare and Swarm. We talked about that last week in episode um, 51. I'm sure you heard about that. That app split is going to be talked about for um, for decades. I have a feeling that like in in, in 20 years, people are going to be asking me about so, that. So, so more that or less controversial yeah. than the Netflix app split. Or, or I, I guess it, more. Netflix, it wasn't an app split, but the... the uh, 
the split of their streaming versus uh, mail well, it was, service. It, it was compared to it, but Netflix really walked that back. And one of their uh, their kind of their DVD service just turned out to be kind of not very interesting. So, I, no, I think people have forgotten about the Netflix the, the Netflix thing. Yeah, no, nobody talks I, about Quickster. No, no. And, I mean, look, Foursquare is a small company, so I don't know if I don't know if people, like we said, Netflix is in the FANG thing, but maybe it doesn't belong there in the, the acronym for, for the big companies, even though Microsoft should be in there. But, um, but uh, it... I feel like as a percentage of people who might be interested in Foursquare, the the percentage of people interested in that app split is is big. But I think the the people who are into product, product people like Avnish, who you heard from last week, and Marissa, and all those uh, pe- people, and, and people who are interested in just following a case study on product, um, that's something that's going to be followed for many, many years. So anyway, we announced that. It kind of... It kind of got to a point in the fall of 2013 where we were kind of giving feedback and trying to figure out what to do. And I was a little bit a part of that, but not, you know, not not in the inner circle, so to speak. But we can uh, we can get into that more uh, in, in, a, in a future episode. But the split was announced and then another thing was announced uh, at the same time. And that was that the data team, the Foursquare data team, that, that's what I thought I did. I thought it was a data I didn't get the data science title, so I called myself machine learning engineer, which I thought was um, I thought was clever, but I thought I made it up, and <laughs> I thought that data like and and now everyone's calling themselves a machine learning engineer, and data scientist call is considered something very very different than it was ten years ago. Um, so um, <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of a fascinating thing in and of itself, um, but. I was on the data team. The data team had grown and grown and grown, and then it was announced that the data team was going to be split up uh, into various teams. And so I was kind of thrown onto the Foursquare Venues team. That's the team that does the venue database. And I was like, I kind of felt at the beginning, like, what about, like, you know, they just threw me on this team without my input. What is, um, you know, what am I supposed to be doing there? So that started... I, I actually, I even considered leaving at the time. I decided not to, A, because I was really, really interested to see how this app split worked out. Um, and I kind of wanted to be there. And I had some ideas on what to do. And I kind of wanted to nudge things in the right direction. After all, I was I was and am a big consumer of the apps. So I had a stake in not just how the company <laughs> does, but also in like, I want my features in, in the apps, right? And so I decided to, uh, and, and I, I did get some um, job offers at that time, but I decided to stay uh, because of that and because I realized that I can find some fun projects to do along the way. And it took me a little while to find my bearing. I started off by building an interesting system of voting um, so the Foursquare venue ta- ba- database, um, now it's a little bit of a hybrid, but at the time it was, uh, it was entirely uh, crowdsourced, right? And I had a little bit of experience with that because I had Sticky Map. I built my own crowdsourced thing, you know, back in undergrad, back in 05, 06, 07, 08. So I built a, a and we have these super users that suggest edits, or actually anyone can suggest edits of actually this place's address is that. And so the idea is, okay, people will vote. This this is good. This is not good. This change is correct. This is not. And so, how do you deal with 
who gets the most voting power. And so I used Bayesian statistics to try to tackle that problem. And, you know, we've talked about Bayesian statistics way back in episode zero, which is currently actually the most downloaded episode. Um, and in this case, uh, and if you, if you remember correctly, in episode one, do you remember what the hypotheses were that we were deciding between in episode one? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I know we talked about uh, a Hawaiian Missile Crisis. Uh, yes, yes. That, that's the I one call it the Hawaiian mind. Missile Scare because Hawaiian Missile Crisis <laughs> makes it sound analogous to the Cuban dire. Missile Crisis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so, right. So the hypotheses were a... a a uh, nuclear weapon is headed this way and a nuclear weapon is, or an ICBM is not headed this way. But the problem, so the analogous problem that I was solving for Foursquare was, is this suggested edit correct or is it wrong? And the data that I was getting was, um, you know, these are the votes that, this, this is what people say about it. And so you come out with a posterior distribution and the prior distribution is kind of a base um, it was sort of a base kind of um, uh, accuracy of the individual who suggested the edit. So was this based Um, on, uh, did multiple people come up with the same revision or you would get a recommend, you know, someone would submit a revision and then you would place it before, you know, everyone who checked into that venue and say, is is this the correct address? Yes, Yes yes, it was the latter. And what ended up happening is people got scores, but they got two types of scores. They got... Um, they got uh, false positive scores and false negative scores because there were some people who would always say yes and there were some people who would always say no and we want to catch them. You know, if you're someone who always, uh, if if you're someone who says no a whole lot, like the one time you say yes, um, maybe you're really accurate. And But if you say no, we know not to not to take too much into account. Now, so, now is this functionality still in the app or or has that been replaced yeah. by something it, okay. it's still there it's still there uh because i can't recall the users. last time i've been been presented with a specific question like that but that could no, very well no. just be i'm not checking into the right yeah places. it's four square super users the difference ah, now okay. is that in a, in addition to the four in addition to the four square venue database they bring in other venue databases as well and sort of uh, uh aggregate between them i don't know there's a whole team that does that yeah, and so because i know i'm i'm a um Super user is probably not the right term, but uh, I, I'm I'm involved in some beta testing for uh, for Google Maps. Oh, and, very cool! Yeah, well, a lot of Foursquare one of the things they do is they listen to present this a lot of questions like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Foursquare super users, or I know some Foursquare super users listen to this podcast, so that's why this is kind of a good discussion to have. Um, but um, no, nope. yeah, Th- this is getting just... a little bit off topic. But when you mentioned sure. super users, like. Are, are we talking that, you know, there, there are a hundred super users in the world or there are a thousand or, or oh, that's tens a good of question. thousands? So there's a special designation for like super user 10 and there can only be one per country. And if you're a super user level 10, you have a Slack room in the Foursquare Slack that you can talk to Foursquare employees in. Ah, so, so it's not just a, a, but, a binary super user or not super user. There are yeah. gradations of super. Yeah, yeah. So the first level is pretty easy to get. Like, you, like there, there's um, an automated script that will upgrade you. So that's a whole interesting thing in and of itself. Maybe I should D- bring. Does on... everyone who is a super user know they're a super user, or or is that not necessarily um, transparent? Yes. Yes, no, okay. it's transparent. It's transparent. They might have forgotten, but if you're an SU10, you know you're an SU10. You like represent your country. It's like a UN type thing. 
Um, well, now I'm trying to so, think, am I a super user and I've forgotten or am I not? It's possible. <laughs> yeah. I can look into, I can look into, I can, I can look into it for you. Um, if anyone out there wants to be a super user, let me know. Localmaxradio at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, those are the type of projects that I did in that period, that middle period. And so I went from that. Then I went into like the passive pings type team. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of interesting things that we could do in places like malls and theme parks in terms of recommendations. Like, hey, I'm walking around with my phone and it could re- recommend to me like the next thing to do. Or I, I hop into, say, Coney Island and recommend like the three exhibits to see, or like a museum. I could recommend the three exhibits to see, things like that. And um, So something beyond I, just presenting a tip, but but something more specific to kind of sub-venues. Well, I got really interested because... Foursquare changed their model where it was like you can designate a sub venue in terms of a larger venue. And so it was it was interesting to be like, OK, that means this person is probably on some kind of vacation or, or shopping or something and they need something very specific. And there's some very interesting things that I could do with that. And so I, I built some of those pings into Foursquare. But one of the things that I realized is that the exact place where you are in the mall is still an unsolved problem. But we know a lot about the types of places in the mall so we can give you suggestions. But that's actually a problem that's big for Foursquare now, mm. and they're actually tackling that. Um, it's something I wanted for Marsbot for many years because that that is very important for for marketers. Um, but uh, to know, like, hey, this person went to the mall, but did they actually go to the store that, that we really wanted to go? And then I really, uh, in the middle of that, I, I thought of leaving Foursquare as well. Um, but then I got um, mainly because uh, the, the team was running out of ping ideas. The, the, the Pilgrim team at the time was just like, let's send more pings in the app and that'll make the app more popular. And it was like, we're scraping at the bottom of the barrel here. But I really jumped on that opportunity to work with Dennis uh, on Marsbot, I would say, in mid-2015 it was. And that was right after our first tech retreat. Because um, you remember, I called that first tech retreat because I was a little happy with stuff. Um, so I jumped on Marsbot and that kind of, that kind of was a, a chatbot that I could pull everything together. I had those pings that I was building, those, the, the mall mode, theme park mode, those recommendations. I had the, I had the natural language processing, the, um, the, the rating system. And we did something kind of fun with the rating system on Marsbot where we would choose a different adjective for the place based on the rating. So it was like excellent if it was a high rating or it was like an excellent bar or if it was just like an okay bar, um, things like that. And so that was the second period. Um, and so Marsbot was a whole lot of fun, learned a lot. And I know I wish it was a lot more popular, but it, I'm going to take that idea and um, kind of use it to build the thing that we want to build in the future. So I have not dropped that idea at all. Um, and then I would say around the summer of 2016, remember, that's the next, that's the next boundary, right? Yep. Um, man, I started to feel a lot of pressure to work on stuff other than Marsbot, and it was a very tough situation because I had one team, you know, I was loyal to the Marsbot team, but... You know, I, I, there was also this official, you know, I had a manager like that kept trying to get me to do something else. So um, it was really frustrating. Then I went away to, um, to Ghana for two weeks to Africa on, on one of those uh, uh, Yale trips. And um, 
you know, when I got back, uh, I still worked on Marsbot, but slowly <laughs> it kind of got to me where I was like, okay, um, if I'm working on consumer products, I want it to be Marsbot um, versus if I'm going to actually not go against the against the river, what's it say, against the current, I really should be working on some of these enterprise products that, uh, that Foursquare had. So I really started with building the age and gender model and trying to predict that, and then finally going into attribution, which I've worked on for the last couple of years. And now, alas, the product is a little bit more mature, and I built some really cool stuff there, but uh, it's, um, it's, you know, now they're working on version three and version four. So uh, finally, uh, I think it's it's the right time to go. But man, it's been a uh, it's been a, a a really crazy journey. So so you mentioned something just then that I I don't know that you've mentioned before, and that's that you were working on the uh, age and gender model. Yes. Which which raises a question. Uh, which, well, how many genders does the gender model model? Uh, the gender the gender model only models two genders, um, and what what it does is it uses your past behavior, in other words, your visits, places you've gone, and it gives a percentage of which gender uh, Foursquare thinks you are, and it's trained off of uh, people who have given us their gender in the apps. Interesting. So now, um, now is it just based off of locations, or does it take Location and and time uh, of location. Like, okay, lo- yes, yeah, it's location time, but it could also take it like it's mostly category and things like say that. The, uh, t- time and location uh, and I guess category seem like the obvious ones, but but yeah. maybe there are some other. There are a few others. Um, and, and what's interesting about so I posted everybody's percentages, um, everybody's uh, every employee internally. Yep. I gave them what's their percentage male and what's their percentage female, and you can't. Um, you know, it, it, it's, I, I tried to explain to people, it's not how masculine or feminine you are. <laughs> it's just a model based on places you've been. And yeah, as it's, it turns it's how, out, like, how confident are we in, in, in guessing this based on your yeah. behavior? Well, patterns. a lot of people just gets it wrong and it's not, it's, it, you know, it, it's a lot of times it's like, um, you know, it, it would be a married person who, uh, mm. you know, picks up their wife at the, at the nail, nail salon. You know a lot, and so that person might get incorrectly tagged as female, um, and things like that. So it was my I like I found out that my male score was very high, but the only reason was because I go to I stop by Best Buy a lot here. That that was the reason <laughs> when I dropped by, and if it wasn't, my male score would go way down. So it's not, it it's I, not. I would like not have thought scary. of Best Buy as. I mean, I I guess. If, if I had to gender it, I would maybe put it slightly in the male column, but but I would not have thought of it as such a massive driver. That's, yeah, that's it's not like ninety nine percent, but it's like, you know, I don't know. It's it might be sixty seventy percent, and if you're going all the time, um, it's weird. Why do I go all the time to Best Buy? You might ask. It's because I live in Brooklyn, <laughs> and I'm right here, and it's like a few blocks away, and there's like a little mall there. And so when I'm walking around the neighborhood, I walk through the mall and I walk through the Target and I walk through the Best Buy, especially when the weather's bad. You don't want to, I don't want to walk outside here if it's like there's going to be snow and rain in my face. Um, but yes, it's also to check out all the electronics which we're going to talk about later today. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, that, I could probably do a whole show on that model. Um, and so yeah, 
Um, and uh, anyway, okay. I've I've derailed the topic completely there, but but you yeah. were you were wrapping up the the third and final of your your yeah errands. no I think I think I wrapped it up uh, that you know that was I I think it's the right time to go and um, I'm sad to go and uh, I uh, I'll I hope to visit them a lot because I'll be very close um, and I hope the company does very well but uh, but yeah <laughs> that's that's it that wraps it up. Um, well, so, any questions so, for me? Yeah, on that topic, uh, you you mentioned that you were you were taking you you're planning to take some of the things you've learned from working on on Marsbot and and do more with the, that kind of thinking, that kind of approach. Right. But yeah. uh, do you know what's going to happen to Marsbot in in your absence? I mean, not not that you were the only you know person involved that you were part of a team on that, but my impression is that you were one of the biggest uh drivers behind it a, a lot of the yeah. inertia well i'll tell you something sad um so marsbot does not work for me anymore on my oh, phone no. and i've looked like it, it works for other people it works on slack and i've tried to get the like ios people to fix it but the guy who worked on it is is gone from the company and so you know maybe um Maybe someone will help fix it for me in the future, but it really is slow. So they're so going to keep Marsbot up and running with the uh, the iOS implementation. I think or? yeah, it's not it's not getting my visits. It's not getting my visits. So the so, the Android version still works. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that Dennis wants to keep it going um, as much as possible, and so so long as he's there, it'll keep going. But yeah, I am worried that if it breaks, like it like one time uh, a year ago, it just stopped working and you know, nobody noticed and I had to go in and <laughs> breathe life into it. It turned out that somebody, um, somebody forgot to pay the Twilio bill. They didn't forget to pay the Twilio bill. It was the, uh, they changed, the company changed credit cards <laughs> and the service that sent out the texts, uh, stopped working. So yeah, we, we, we like had a problem happened. similar to that, that our, our yeah. mail servers went down because someone forgot to renew our domain. Things like that happen. And you know, it's, it's, I don't think they have, but you know, look, Foursquare has, an entire, uh, like they have Foursquare Labs who are working on stuff like this. So they might try to give Marsbot kind of a facelift sometime in the next couple of years. I was hoping we would do it sooner, but at some point I like, you know, I haven't touched it in a couple of years, so I can't, you know, I can't wait that long. Um, but, but, I, but I hope they give it a facelift. I, they're not well, pulling it. Um, maybe they will, but, they will integrate Marsbot with some sort of uh, digital assistant. Yeah, so you can you can talk to it instead of texting it. Yeah, maybe maybe, but I, so I know that the labs team is working on some interesting stuff, and when they come out with their first release in a few months, I um, I told them that I want them to be on the program. So I, I hope that uh, that I can I can get them on the program. There are two uh, really great engineers working on that stuff: uh, Emma Kramer and uh, Nate Folker, who work at Foursquare, and so I've. I don't know if I officially invited them on, but I hinted like, please come on at some point. <laughs> so if they're listening. You've, you've been called out. <laughs> yes, you've been called out. And Dennis as well. So, um, yeah, so that that will be fine. I mean, I called them out on Twitter, too, uh, when I announced my departure yesterday. So, yeah, there's that. Um, you also said you have a question for me before I get before oh, that, I quickly That was my question. Next. It was it was Marsbot. What is ah, its fate? OK, OK. Still to be determined, but also I'm going to take what I've learned there and take the dream and try to realize that dream 
throughout my career in the coming in the coming years. Um, I mean, you know, think about it. You know, the um, Sticky Map uh, project led to Foursquare, led to the job at Foursquare, and that was, um, you know, it's still up, but um, it's it's kind of stagnant now. But I still have StickyMap.com up. Um, speaking of projects leading to new jobs, can I tell you about my new job R- real quick? I'm not going to be yeah. Give, uh, give us give us the uh, executive summary here. Well. Uh, the project is this podcast, right? So <laughs> I am going to be starting on Wednesday, February 6th at a company called Luminary Media. Um, and it is pre-product, but they are going to build a podcast-related product. I don't want to get into too many of the details right now, but there is a recommendation engine portion of it. So there's a recommender system, machine learning portion of it for podcast recommendations and I am going to work on that side of things and I can think about podcasts all day and I can continue to work on this podcast so I don't know I think this is a, a pretty good fit I hope so I'm a it little bit nervous it seems like it Although... yeah it certainly seems like it I'm a little bit ner- I, I, I don't want to toot my own horn too much because I'm 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 a little bit uh yeah, I've been saying, man, I am really optimistic about this. But uh, well, there's there's always that danger no that if, if you yeah. you have a hobby you really enjoy, and the you know as soon as you make that hobby your job, then well, it's it's not fun anymore. It's a job. But but I don't think that's going to happen here. No, no, I think I'm I'm well. I'm too beyond that. I'm too like You're I, in too I, deep. I cons- I'm cons- I consider this podcasting thing a job, kind of. Um, you know, I want to make it a job. So um, if it, <laughs> well, if it, uh, I'll tell yeah. you right now, the benefits package is somewhat lackluster. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, we, well, well, you got a benefits package in, in form of a microphone, so that's good. This, this is true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, well, we'll see. Well, the innovation in the space is in terms of business models. So hopefully, we can we can work on that. All right, that does it for today's portion of the discussion. The rest of our discussion about the upcoming 5G wireless network and the CES Consumer Electronics will be out in episode 54. That's actually two weeks from this episode. That's the one for February 18th. So I'll have something ready to go while I'm settling into my new job at uh, at Luminary. I spoke a lot uh, today about the Foursquare super users. In this episode, and I just wanted to give them another shout out because the super users are really one of the great things about working uh, at Foursquare. Um, Because I wasn't on the venues team for very long or the support team at all, I didn't get a chance to interact with the super users nearly enough. But these people are really into editing and curating location data and making it available for the general public to use. And... It's a hobby, not a job. It's like editing Wikipedia, so it's something important that we all need. What's even better is that I know a lot of Foursquare super users are actively listening to the local maximum. Think about it. I'm just starting this project, and here they are supporting me. They probably don't agree with all my prescriptions on here, and they come from all over the place around the world, and I know sometimes I tend to be U.S.-centric, but they are interested enough in Foursquare and the industry that some of them hear me out and support the show uh, by listening to it and by sharing to it. 
I don't want to miss anyone, but I certainly have to mention uh, Stefan from Germany. I'll post his Twitter account uh, at uh, location, uh, localmaxradio.com slash 52. Also, Felix from Germany and Emra from Turkey. Sorry for mis- mispronouncing your names. And then Koji from Japan is another one for sure who, uh, who everyone wants to meet. And I once met Jeremy Wilcox, a USSU 9. USSU, that's a nice palindrome. Uh, I met him at a super user meetup at the old Foursquare HQ. He does walking tours. He kind of get an idea of where all this fits in. If you are a Foursquare super user and you listen to the local maximum, let me know. I will give you a shout out on the program. Come to think of it, back in 2014 when I worked on super user voting, it must have been very frustrating to them when we were testing it. I remember people felt that we, you know, quote, took away their power from the new algorithm. And while that was probably true for some people, it was certainly not the intent. Um, if you want to see my presentation from that era in the form of a PDF, it's called Super User Football. And it was one of my most successful campaigns for explaining a new algorithm to the general audience of the company. I'll post the Super User Football presentation uh, a PDF, uh, their slides, but actually they're the kind of slides that form an animation, so it, it's a lot of fun. I'll also post it on localmaxradio.com slash 52. My last day, February 1st, was yesterday. As I record this, I had to say goodbye to like everyone one-on-one as I left the office. I gave him my laptop, sent out a goodbye email. And that's always an interesting thing, sending out the goodbye email. I, I decided to, some people do it nice and short, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't going nice and short. I can't do seven years nice and short. So I shared a bunch of memories of work at Forest Square dating back to 2010. I had like three, four bullet points for every year. And I even shared my original cold email to Dennis that, uh, that got me into Forest Square. I'll read a clip of it. This is me writing to Dennis Crowley on October 7th, 2010. Uh, So now I'm in grad school studying business and computer science. One of the things I've been looking into closely over the last year is machine learning and advanced statistical computer systems. Okay. I was wondering what your thoughts are on using these advanced recommendation systems to help people find what they're looking for and to use technology to speed up research. Do you use or plan to use any of these systems for Foursquare. I think that these technologies will be used not only for, say, recommending events and restaurants, but also for things like deduping listings, finding the best merchants to reach out to, and personalizing user experience. So kind of fun to read it now. A little embarrassing. Uh, advanced statistical systems are just using the word advanced a lot. I kind of need some work like an editor. Uh, but a lot of this stuff did happen, so that's cool. Oh, and the response was like, are you a machine learning superstar? And I sort of said yes, meaning that I was working towards a degree and took a few classes. But what a disarming question. But I think you got to say yes, if that's what you want to do. All right, next week, I'm going to talk to Swathi Doshi, founder of an HR consulting firm who gave me a personality assessment. So I get my personality under the microscope so I can find out how to work best with others. And that discussion took place on the morning of my last day at Foursquare. That was, you know, yesterday. So if you work on a team, and that should be pretty much everyone listening to this, you should listen to next week's episode. Also, the results were a complete surprise. I was not told about them beforehand, so I'll be reacting in real time. So that's next week. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. Remember to check out the website at localmaxradio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, 
or ask a question that I can answer on the show, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. The show is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe to The Local Maximum on one of these platforms and to follow my Twitter account, at Max Sklar. Have a great week. Feel, feel the power.